Welcome to Mic Drop Events, where we help you create events that people love. We believe that boring is brutal, quality is crucial, and remarkable events will take your business to the next level. What's up, everybody? My name is Sean Specie, one of the hosts here of the Mic Drop Events show, and I'm here with Byron. Byron, what's up, man? What's up, everybody? How you doing? Well, so me and Byron are really excited to introduce to you Shayla Perry. Shayla is incredible. She is incredible. I uh, got to know her a little bit on LinkedIn and invited her to be on the podcast. Yeah, and she's originally from the Orlando area. She has a history of events that dates all the way back to 2005, so 15 years now of experience that she's dropping knowledge bombs with us. Um, So really, really excited to um, interview her in this show. And what's fun about Mic Drop events, specifically with this one, is she's done, I've never met anybody before this that has had to cancel or really postpone twice now. Postpone, yeah. Postpone twice now an event with over 20,000 people that was going to be happening in Las Vegas. Las Vegas, Nevada, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. So stay tuned to hear more from Shayla with that. And then, Byron, we're just going to kick it to her, right? Yeah. Well, welcome to a great conversation with Shayla Perry. Well, Shayla, so excited that you're here with us on the Mic Drop Events podcast. Um, excited that you tune in from us. And for our listeners and for the people watching this, um, go ahead and share with them a little bit more where you are, where you are, what you do, who you are, that kind of thing. So my name is Shayla Perry. I've been in the event industry for 15 years. I have managed events for nonprofits, um, higher education institutions, as well as corporate entities. I've worked here in Atlanta now for 14 years. Um, I started at Georgia State University um, doing events for the president of the university. And then I've moved over to doing other nonprofit work in the city with Pace Academy and different organizations. Uh, Currently, I work as a project manager for Napa, which is part of Genuine Parts Company. And I'm working on their Napa Expo. Uh, The Napa Expo is a huge event where we were doing a huge trade show in Las Vegas hosting 20,000 national and international attendees uh, for this um, wonderful expo. And it's just something I've been doing for a very long time. I enjoy events and it's something that's, you know, near and dear to me. I love planning something to make people have a good time and make it exciting for them. Yeah. And what's fun, Shayla, about what you get to do is help. You you were saying when we were talking before we even started recording about how when you started work with Napa, they were looking for someone with automobile expertise and event expertise, which is not necessarily incredibly common. So I'd, I'd personally love to hear what are some of the things in your career, like in the, your events experience and automobile experience, like why would they even need someone to have both for what you're doing? Very interesting. And for me, I still kind of ask myself, how did I get into automotive? Because, you know, you're a girl, but, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but it's so funny because if my dad, you know, was still here with us, he would be so tickled because I was like the, I wasn't a tomboy, but I just loved on the weekends. He would go to auto parts stores, buying wax for the car, you know, taught me different things. I'd add free onto your car if your air conditioning wasn't working. So he taught me so many things. So now to be here in automotive, it's just so funny to me. So um, going into that industry, you know, you learn a lot about, you know, motor vehicles, which is is great, you know, for you to have for your personal you know, your personal use. But um, it was important for Napa since they have such a strong history. You need to come in understanding why they do what they do, 
where they're trying to go and just how you play a part in it, you know, and that's very important, I think, for any organization, but for the automotive field, that's just something I think you just need to be, you know, interested in doing it. I think with any job, you know, so for me, they just felt like they hit jackpot, like, wow, you know, she has the event, she understands marketing and she understands automotive because if one of those elements were missing, I think for them, they, you know, somebody just wouldn't get it. So um, with that understanding, we're doing this trade show because these individuals, they need car parts to sell to their customers. You know, you have your, you know, I'm just naming names, your Tom's Auto Shop. He needs brakes. He needs a motor. He needs this. He needs that. So, you know, our purpose is to bring all these people together with 300 exhibitors, making sure we select the right exhibitors that have the products that we need, the products that are sold in our stores, and so these individuals can know what to look out, look up, um, look out for. And also we have seminars where these individuals, by being a life learner, you need to know what's the latest trends in automotive, you know, in trucking. So picking those right speakers that can be able to speak to these individuals on how to manage their business, how to make their business better. So for me, you know, having that understanding and the importance of that, you know, you'll really be drawn in. You can give insight to what you think they should do um, versus just sitting at the table and saying, oh, well, I don't know. They wanted someone that that got it. So that's what was most important for them to hire someone with the skill set that I had. That's really good. And yeah. I mean, one of the things that stuck out to me is you you said that they wanted someone who understood. I wrote it down. Like one of the things was why they do what they do, which yes. for for like every event planner, every person, whether whether your title is like has events in it or whether you're an executive assistant who's been, been put on to do an event, yeah. that is super important to understand, okay, like I'm being asked to do X because yeah. of Y and the Y literally is like why they do what they do, right? I didn't even mean to do that. That was kind of fun. Yeah. So, um, so I, I love that. Well, from working on the Napa Expo, like you, you told us earlier that it was originally slated for April of 2020, right? Yes. Yeah. So tell us more, what went into the decision-making process, like behind closed doors as to postponing it? You said first it was going to move to February, 2021. And now the pandemic is still happening. Vaccines, as we're recording this, like I think the first people in UK are getting vaccinated right now, right? And you guys were expecting 20,000 people to yeah. join you in Las Vegas. Yeah. So what, what what was that process? What was your stress level like? Um, <laughs> I would just love to hear some of that. Stress level was a lot. So it was two weeks out. It was like March, probably a little bit before Mar the week of Mar well, March. March 13th was on a Friday. So that was my last day at work. We had no idea we wouldn't be coming back to work. You know, we left everything as is. So we were working hard that week after we say, hey, something, this is this is going to be serious. And so we canceled the event. Well, we postponed, I'm sorry, postponed it. And it was it was hectic. You know, you have to tell all the exhibitors, they're asking questions. And prior to us canceling it, you know, you have your those companies that were going to attend reaching out saying, oh, my God, you know, are you guys still going to hold this thing? So we really had to put our not only our attendees and our exhibitors, but also our employees, you know, first when it came to what are we going to do with this? So we ended up um putting the event, postponing it. Then we put it for February 2021. So during this time, we were just these last couple months, it's been really, oh, can we even do it in February? You know, because mm -hmm. things still are not right, you know, and then you still have people wondering what's going on. So 
um, watching what's going on in Las Vegas, it still was one of those situations, like most areas that there are rules in place where you can't have a large gathering, you know, you only can host up to 50 people. And with us expecting 20,000 people, of course, that was not going to work for our format. And then unfortunately, we had a lot of our international um, attendees, they could not come because there was the whole situation with either they couldn't fly into the US or if they came into the US, they would have to quarantine for 14 days or longer. And that's just something that, you know, that wasn't, you know, possible for them because they still need to work and do things when they go back home. So that's where the decision came from, from the first time with, you know, the reschedule for the February, you know, reschedule is just one of those things. Again, we're just not ready yet. And plus Vegas is not ready for us, but we keep in contact with our Vegas connects every, every day we have meetings just to see, you know, our best course of action. So now we're just replanning and hopefully when we plan it again for the third time, it's going to happen. <laughs> third time's the charm. Well, third time will be a charm. That, uh, that actually makes me uh, think of something that we, our uh, founder came up with is uh, CPR. And basically we, you can either, people can choose to cancel, postpone, or reimagine. And it seems like there's a little bit of both the P and the R in there of yeah. how can we reimagine it, but also postpone. So that's the best experience, uh, for your customers and, and your clients. Yeah. And we thought about the virtual route, but just, you know, for our attendees, you know, by them, you know, having automotive, um, companies, it's not something that would fit for them to sit in front of a, you know, the computer and listen to someone do a seminar. So we just want everything to be how they normally receive it, have an in-person event to touch, see, and feel these products and to talk to these manufacturers if they have questions and just be able to come to Vegas and have a, have a good time because that's why we choose it. You know, we want them to have fun at our event, but also have that, you know, that R&R because they're working hard and just have an opportunity because a lot of them bring their families to this event because Napa is such a family-oriented company. So it was the best decision for us. So we're, we're excited to replan. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's interesting thing too, like one of the things that you like the underlying message I'm reading into what you were saying is that you thought about like a like people doubled up on it. It was yes, like it was an expo for business, but families were coming. And you thought through like, so it sounds like when you guys were thinking about well, do we postpone it? Or do we try do we it sounds like you guys went through a big like, hey, do we try this virtual? What would it look like? But the deciding factor you said was because because like working on a car engine or working on a car is so hands-on, yes. it just didn't make sense to do a virtual. Is that is that a fair like summary yeah. of that? That's that's a, that's a fair summary. And I even for myself, I have a very short attention span, so I can't even sit in front of a computer for longer than fifteen minutes watching something. So yeah, so we knew definitely that it was something that we wanted to just postpone and and just not put our um, you know our customers because they they some of them didn't feel comfortable, you know. So we just want to make sure that we're doing the right thing. So that's why we did the reschedule. Hey everyone, wanted to just pause in the midst of hearing from Shayla, which she's just absolutely incredible, and tell you all that if you're enjoying Mic Drop events, we've got even more tips, tricks, blogs, and videos for you specifically about virtual events at virtualeventsecrets.today. That's virtualeventsecrets.today. We will leave that in the show notes. And now back to our conversation with Shayla Perry. Well, um, I'd love to hear um, a, a little bit about like your history. Like you've got 15 years of experience 
So what that means 14 years uh, pre-COVID and then <laughs> now one year, but we were already talking earlier that like one year in COVID land is like <laughs> seven years, right? So, yes. so, so can you tell um, any of our audience, like what are some from previous events or even from the Napa one, um, what have been some of your favorite events that you ever worked on? What are um, just, yeah, just go with that one. Also, some of my favorite events I worked on. So my first gig in events, of course, was working for the American Red Cross in Palm Beach. So I started off doing very haughty toddy events there for the um, elite of Palm Beach. And that was really fun. We did a lot of um, balls and um, just, you know, fun things with a lot of celebrities and the who's who in Palm Beach. So that was always so exciting to me. And just being able to produce those events for for a good cause, for fundraising and helping out the community. So that was always number one to me. Um, some other events, of course, working at Georgia State University, um, I had the opportunity, um, Dr. Mark Becker, who is, I know he's going to retire. I don't know if he's already has retired or he will for um, the coming year, but him being a new president at the university. So getting everything together, working on his um, inauguration and just different e events that he wanted to do for the student body and for the employees, that was something historic to be a part of. And um, I think my most exciting job was working for Octagon. Of course, I was selected to be the experimental event manager for the entire South, uh, Southern region, I'm sorry, for BMW. And that was just an amazing opportunity. And again, uh, they selected me based on my previous experience um, working for an automotive firm. So again, understanding where they were trying to go why they did what they did and connecting with their customer and space and in that space as the um, experiential event manager, just doing events to keep the customers engaged and to retain the customer and also to get new customers. So we had some awesome partnerships with the Houston Texans and different organizations. So one of my, the most, the, the best event, which was really fun, um, and it was one of those events where, oh, my God, that is this going to work out or are you going to lose your job type of event? <laughs> because um, we had to think of something because that was the, the following year the Super Bowl was going to be held in Houston. So we had to think of a way to get the customers in Houston to an event. And I'm not a football person, so I think it's the AFC and the NFC championship. OK, so I was like, OK, what is that? So I had to research. And my whole thing was why? Would people leave their home to watch the football game? You know, we have to make this event worthwhile for them to come out. So my suggestion was, let's give away a pair of Super Bowl tickets. And my boss at the time, he was like, they're never going to approve that. And so I had to make my case. Like, you know, if you want them out, if you want this amount of people to attend this event because events have had low attendance and you're trying to tap into new ones, let's do this event, I promise you. And that's where I said the losing job part because I'm like, oh, please, God, let this work. So I said, I promise you that this will work out. And it did. When I told you that the Houston Police Department, I mean, the lines outside of the venue, we had to wait to let people in so because we had met capacity on the inside and we had the game playing we had um some of the houston texans football players there to do autographs we had the cheerleaders and it was such a fun event and our marketing manager for bmw you know he was one of those just old school marketing people so you really had to be on your p's and q's because he would tell you when you're not doing your best so i was summoned to the back 
of the for at the event, someone came to get me and they said he wants to talk to you. And I was like, oh my goodness, what's gonna happen? And he told me, he said, you know, I'm not one to give um accolades, I'm not one to praise people. And I told him, no, I know you're not. And he said, well, you did this. This is the best thing that I've ever seen. And he said, I want to just thank you for that. So I was like, yes. So it was an awesome event. It, it really, it turned out well. And um, it was it was one for them. It was one of the best events um, for the Southern region um, in a long time, as far as the people that we engaged and the people that um, actually, we wanted them to go buy a car. So we had all the cars there. Whenever I did events for BMW, I always traveled with five or six cars and I was in charge of all the high-end cars. So your six series and your sevens and your I-8s, all the fancy smancy stuff. So I had to have all those cars inside of a building. So that was always challenging too, to plan an event for BMW, but find a building where cars can go in. So it was always crazy when I would call people like, hello, um, I need to bring five cars inside. Do you have space? And they're like, what is wrong <laughs> You. So it was it was really fun. It was a challenging position, but it was really fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, it makes me it makes me wonder. Some of the things that I got from that is uh I'm assuming, and this is just me assuming, that you drive a BMW. <laughs> I finally, can say, I finally can say yes. Before I would tell people, no, I do not. But now I can say I do. <laughs> for my birthday. Yeah, that's awesome. I bought one for my birthday. So yes, I do. Nice, nice. Well, it sounds like, gosh, like you had so much confidence in your experience and your ability to perform and deliver is the yeah. big thing. I think so, so many times for event planners is they know in the back of their head, like, oh, this could really like hit well, or this could really work, yes. but they still have that little inkling of yeah. what if it doesn't Oh work? gosh, what, <laughs> what am I doing? Yes, yes. Is this really going to work? Yeah. So, so I would say, I would say, what is, what is something that you would tell like those event planners or like people who are just in events of like how to push over that little thought of, well, what if this doesn't happen? Right. Well, I always equate it to like a celebrity that always says they still get nervous before they perform. So that's that little thing mm. that you're talking about, because I think when you play an event, it becomes your baby and you get and like an artist, you know, you're sensitive about your work. You want everyone to like your work. But like you said, sometimes an event may bomb or it may not turn out the way that you expect it, but you continue to learn from them. So I would tell people with that little thing in the back, I think that's good to have because that means you still are enjoying your craft and what you're doing and anything. Because if you start not caring and, you know, hey, I don't get that little twinkle or that little twinge anymore, then that means it's time to probably find something else to do. So I think that's a good thing when you still feel that, that excitement. But I would also say it also depends on your, um, your director and those that you report to, because sometimes it could be a conflict as far as what you think as an event planner they should do, but they're going to push back on you and tell you, no, I don't think that's going to work. Because a lot of people feel like, you know, if it's not broke, you know, why are we going to fix it? But yet you hired me to help you with this thing that you didn't want to fix. So I'm here and you're not letting me do it. So that event was one of those situations where they've been doing things for a long time. You know, it's BMW. They're a excellent brand. You know, we are established. You can't come and tell us what we need to do, but you know, I can, I can help you along a little with little things that you could do better. So I would always say, you know, stick to your truth. 
Um, there's a way with your delivery to kind of, you know, massage your thought process, massage your idea to keep them thinking and always do a presentation. You know, we always had to put a deck together to show them like this is our intent. Um, this is what you're going to get out of it. But make sure you can back up those numbers. You know, that was for me one of those yeah. things where I was just like, oh, my God, this is me bum. But um, I backed up those numbers. I, I told them, if you if you get this ticket, you get these two tickets to Super Bowl, I, I guarantee you people are going to come out. And, and it worked. So I always say research your event. Make sure you're backing up why you're stating to your client that this is the best thing for them to do. And, um, you know, and, and just have fun planning it. Well, and what's interesting too about like the deck that you're saying is that sounds like you weren't necessarily presenting just an idea, but you were presenting like an executable plan for them. Yes. Where it was, it's like you, you had the idea where it was there, but once you actually like, and I'm, I'm just assuming this again, I'm reading into it, but if it Mm -hmm. were me, it would, it would kind of make it from like this, oh, what if thing to like, okay, I'm going to take this what if and start to put it into a deck. And that's going to force me to actually put like some brain power to it yeah. and say, hey, no, like, here's the reasons why I think it's going to work. It's going to, we're yeah. going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And here's how they're going to respond. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really cool what you said, which is really important because there's like, there's a bunch of leadership quotes about ideas where like, you know, like an idea is just a dream unless it's written down or something like that, or, or maybe yeah. it's, I'm butchering that quote somehow, but, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's really, yeah, like that reminds idea is yeah. a thought is just an idea unless it's written down, then it becomes a plan. That's, that's really cool. I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I, and I think all event planners should do a deck, you know, the visual of putting together where you have to snag pictures of the venue, snag pictures of the decor that you want to use, snag how the vision's going to look. Because when you present that to someone, then it comes to life and they can see it and versus you just Mm -hmm. saying it, you know? So I always think that that's the best thing to put a deck together. Yeah, that's amazing. Which kind of leads me to my next point, which is uh, what, what is a story or what is a time that maybe you made a mistake and you had to learn from that, from a, from an event that you produced or managed? Hmm. Let's see. And this one is always a tough question for me because I'm such a perfectionist. So I don't know the word mistake, but. <laughs> <laughs> mishap, you know, um, mishap. Um, that's, that one always stumps me. Um, I probably would just take it back to when I don't stick to what I thought would work for an event and I I just let the client or, you know, whoever my boss was at the time, they roll with it. And at the end, I'm like, this could have been better if I just probably would have pushed a little bit more. And because at the end of the day, even though you are the event planner and your boss or your client may say, no, I don't want this or I want this. And you know, it doesn't work. You're still going to be blamed for it at the end. You got to, you know, it's it's just going to (laughs) happen. So I think a lot of Go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, I was going to say that. That's. <laughs> I love the Zoom thing. No, you talk. No, you talk. Okay, really, Shayla, you talk now. <laughs> no, I was going to say. Um, and now I forgot what I was going to say. Go. Ahead. So no, you go ahead now because I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what I was going to say is that's important too, because a, like number one, like it, you said that you're the event planner, you're going to get blamed for it in the end. Mm-hmm. 
even if it wasn't yes. your fault and it was their idea and they pushed back and you tried to get them to go a different direction, it didn't work out. Like it still kind of rests on your shoulders. Now, hopefully there's some people that at least have, they at least have the ability to say, you know what, that one's on me. That was my fault. Cause we've definitely had that before. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's really important. What I'm one thing that I'm, that I'm hearing you say, and that I'm reading into it also is how we need to view ourselves as experts and really mm -hmm. in those situations and say like, Hey, here's why we shouldn't do that in my expert mm -hmm. opinion. Right. Because yeah. if you have experience, you should view yourself as an expert. That's just my personal opinion. That's absolutely true. And I had to grow into that because a lot of times I did sit back and I didn't push. I didn't say anything because you don't want to, you know, rock the boat. And then you're like, you know what? They're going to do what they want to do anyway. I'm just going to be here. And I've had some situations and just being real. You have that situation with any job. I'm just going to get my check. I'm just going to go along with the plan. But, you know, that's not true to yourself. That's not you. Because when you're a true event planner, it's not one of those things where you're like, whatever. You know, your name is on it. You want people to know that, you know, you plant this and you put your all into it. So I would say for all event planners, just to make sure, just as you said, you know, own your expertise. You know, they hired you for a reason to use it. And if there has to be a situation where you have to call a meeting to talk to, you know, who you're working for, your stakeholders to say, this is why I think we should do X, Y, Z this way. And that's why that deck is very important as well, because when you're giving stats and if you have a reference point of events they've done in the past and they have down how many people attended the event and any post event notes or whatever that you can put in with that deck just to show a snapshot of before and what you can do, I think that's always very important because it gives you a chance. And I've had to do that with so many things, even when I um, suggested BMW host um the Atlanta Jazz Festival. It's something they never did. They didn't think about doing it. But in the end, I, I pushed for like five months. And finally, what the Jazz Festival happens in May, I think April, we were pushing it. We finally told them, yes. Thank God the people at the Jazz Fest, they held on because they really wanted us. But I'm like, I'm really working my magic over here, guys. But it's just one of those things. You just have to push and say, let's tap into something new. So, so that's one of my takeaways. Like, just be true to yourself. And then if you get to the point where you're working for a company, and I tell a lot of um, younger event planners this when they're talking to me, you know, if something doesn't work out for you, you're at a company and you just can't do the events the way you're in your mindset, how you think they should be, and you get a lot of pushback, use those opportunities for the experience of it all. But at the same time, no one says you need to stay there forever. Because what you don't want to do is dumb down your skill set or limit yourself to all the trends that happen in events. Because sometimes I'll tell you, when I've worked somewhere for three years, and then I start looking for jobs, and they're saying the event manager needs to do this, that, and the other, and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't done this. And you don't want to put yourself in a situation when you're trying to evolve that I don't know how to do these things because I hadn't, I didn't have to do them where I was. So yeah, always stay on, you know, the trends, make sure you go to continuing education classes, read, connect with other people on LinkedIn, because, you know, you're only going to get better at what you're doing when you're allowed to do, you know, your best. That's good. That's good. Well, and the only thing I would add to that is give yourself permission to try new things too, right? Because mm -hmm. I love what you said about continuing education, paying attention to the event trends. And like, like I said, like give yourself permission to try something new because that allows you to stretch yourself. It forces you to stretch yourself. Yes. And again, like it forces you to learn something new. So it it's really cool hearing um, you talk about how um, other event professionals have that, that you're, you're talking to saying, Hey, 
make sure to try this. And if it doesn't work out, then you can go somewhere else. Because one of the things that we firmly believe specifically for events is we love working with clients that want their people to enjoy their event. If the event is just going to be just information and it's not going to be very fun, our company, we are not a good fit. We actually want people to enjoy it because I personally believe in our company, like we believe that events should be enjoyable, which is why our tagline for Elevate is create events that people love. And to me, like events that I love are ones where... A, like, yes, they want to learn something, but they're still there to have a good time. Mm-hmm. For example, um, I was at South by Southwest. This is uh, back in 2019. And I walked into this room and um, uh, that was a session at South by Southwest called the light, remembering the life and legacy of Robin Williams. Oh, wow. And if everyone remembers Robin Williams, he was like super animated, yes, he was. right? And so yeah. I'm expecting, I'm like, this is going to be awesome. I'm like, I'm going to see movie clips. I'm going to hear funny things because he was incredible at stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. He was amazing in a serious role and in the comedy role. And I walk in and this person is standing at the podium. Like the number one red flag was that the the projector was off. And I was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> something's wrong here. <laughs> And the guys, the person's just standing at the podium reading from a script. And I was like, yeah. this is so anti-Robin Williams. Yes. He was so full of life. He was so full of humor, so full of like crazy theatrics. Yeah. That it just, it didn't to me match up with what I was hoping for, which I was hoping to go there and actually to be entertained. Right. So. And that's the last really- impression. You remember that since then. So that's one of those takeaways. Make sure that it's a memorable event because if you try to get people to come again the following year, they're not going to come because they didn't have a good time. Yep. hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, um, Shayla, this has been so fun chatting with you here um, for the yeah. mic drop events show. And um, we've talked about lessons that you've learned, mistakes, your history and COVID having to change like a 20, that's, that's huge. I haven't ta- spoken with someone that has had to cancel or postpone a 20,000 person twice. expo so far twice now. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> twice. That's crazy. <laughs> so, um, obviously like mic drop events, um, what is a piece of advice, a lasting, what, what's one thing that you can leave our audience that would be your mic drop statement to close us out here today? Um, As it relates, I think, to events and to life, you know, just continue to be a life learner. I think there's so much information out there to read and to, you know, hone your craft, to make yourself better, to enjoy the place that you are in. So my advice will always be just to keep researching, keep learning, keep being better at what you do and make sure you perfect everything you do. It's you are like your signature. You need to make sure that whatever you put your name on and you stamp it, that it is awesome. So that's my mic drop. Love it. So good. Sign your name on it and be a life learner. Well, Shayla, this has been incredible. Byron just dropped the mic right there for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank Shayla. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Likewise. I thank you guys so much. It was fun. Man, what an incredible conversation that was with Shayla. I loved a couple of things that she said specifically about viewing yourself. If you're an event professional, viewing yourself as an event professional, right? Mm. So that was that was definitely something that I walked away with. Yeah, and even further than that, uh, 
being an expert, you know, if you have experience, I know you talked a little bit about it. Uh-huh. She kind of followed up with it, but having experience in an area qualifies you as the expert in that area and having that confidence to be able to really present yourself. And I know she honed in a lot on decks and creating a deck mm-hmm. to present to your clients so that they can visually see what you're planning for that event and how you're going to produce it. Yep. Yeah. Keynote slides, PowerPoint slides into a slide deck in order to present it because it really, it, like we said, when we were talking with Shayla, it really turns it into more than an idea. It's like an actionable plan and people can start to see it come to life. Whereas some people are, they're pretty visual. You give them an idea and they're ready to go. Some people, they need more details, especially when it comes to spending tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars, that kind of thing. So, and one of the other things too, that was really cool hearing her talk about is at Elevate, one of our values for our team members is bravery. That's a value of our company, right? Yeah, yeah. And the story that she told from base, pitching everyone like, hey, like, what if we give away Super Bowl tickets, which is not, <laughs> that is not a cheap giveaway. <laughs> that, yeah, it's not. I mean, I would show up for a chance to win some Super Bowl tickets for sure. Oh, heck yeah. Heck so, yeah. So that was super cool hearing her talk about and, and encourage all of us just to be brave in our ideas. And um, I was actually talking with my dad the other day, and he, I was saying, well, hey, do I do this? Do I not do this? And he said, he said, Sean, you know what? Very few people in history that are like well-known and that made history were timid, mm, right? That's good. It was, it's the boldness in us, and it's that... And, and I love how you asked the question to Shayla, Shayla about, hey, like, what do we do when we have that little nagging doubt in the back of our mind, right? Because we all have it. Yeah, we all have it. And her answer, her answer was, look at some of the, the best professionals out there and how, like, the movie stars or the superstars, and they still get nervous. So um, and bravery is not necessarily the absence of fear, right? Like, mm. one, of the, one of my favorite definitions is bravery is what you do in the face of fear. Mm, that's so, good. That's good. We hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. And as always, we would love it if you're new to Mic Drop Events to subscribe and leave a review. You don't have to leave, like, a word review, just a five-star review or, you know, four stars, three stars. We'll settle for that, too. But... <laughs> If it is going to be four stars or three stars, we'd love to hear why. What else do you want to hear from us? And we're so thankful that you tuned in. And please be sure to tune in next week when we've got another amazing conversation about how to drop that mic at your next event. See you later.